0: Well, let's bring in Dr. Emmanuel Matambo, Research Director at the Center for Africa-China Studies at the University of Johannesburg into this conversation as the Vice President of the US, Kamala Harris, is on a three African state tour. Um, she was in, uh, was it uh, Uganda? And then of course, there is um, there is Zambia as well as Tanzania that she said that she will be visiting as well. Dr. Emmanuel Matambo now joining us on the line. And once again, the conversation is about uh, whether her visit is about countering Russia and China's growing influence on the continent, or there is more to it. On Monday, Harris pledged 139 million rands in US assistance to West Africa, most of which will support conflict prevention in the Sahel region. Dr. Matambo, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us.
1: Good afternoon, Audrey, good afternoon to your listeners. Thank you for the kind invitation.
0: So, what do you make of what's currently playing out on the continent? I know that we've been having this conversation ongoing, but now also seeing um, this uh, the debates that are happening and now listening into, for instance, what William Ruto, the president of Kenya, had to say about the de-dollarization of the Kenyan economy. But at the same time as well, we see that there's a pushback from the US and how much of this is also about economic interest. Yes,
1: indeed. Contrary to obviously what America might say, um, its recent uh, activities on the African continent are undoubtedly tailored towards uh, somehow limiting the encourages that have been made on the African continent by America's rivals, mainly China and then uh, Russia and even other uh, players such as Turkey, that are increasingly making inroads into, into Africa. But obviously, the United States would want to sell that. Uh, they would sell the uh, idea, the customary uh, interests that drive American interests on the continent, such as the uh, bolstering the security of the continent. This came into play, especially after 2001, when the rise of terrorism swept the world over. Secondly, obviously, would be the promotion of democracy that America uh, wants, to to, to preach almost all the time on the African continent. But I mean, all that obviously will pale into insignificance because African leaders and even ordinary Africans are well alive to the fact that all this comes against the backdrop of China's gainful uh, incursions into the African continent.
0: Then how do we make sure that now that you have this contestation and the scrum over Africa from you have Russia as well as, uh, well, you have Russia and and Asia in general, and then on the other end, you have the West as well. Do you make sure that Africa actually benefits um, out, of, uh, out of this, that African citizens do not become victims of deals that politicians will be going into?
1: the problem that we have in africa is that we are a fragmented continent so during the first world, the cold war if people could understand exactly what was, what was happening and how Africa was taken advantage of because we had different ideological features. People were, uh, different countries were pulling in different directions. Some were going towards the west, some were going towards the, the, the east. There was also some differences between Francophone, Lusophone, and Anglophone countries. But now, especially after 2002, when the Organization of African Unity became the African Union, one would expect that that will form the framework against which we leverage our negotiations with the rest of the world but unfortunately that is not that is not happening so if we want to negotiate for example with china how can we negotiate if we are a continent where some of our populations are are, are, are about two million with a with with a gdp of less than uh, 30, 30 billion dollars how do we leverage against our negotiations with the united states and china itself but then if we say we are going to negotiate as the African Union, then we are going to be marshalling the forces and efforts of about 1.3 billion Africans with an, with, with an economy that will be with an aggregate economy that is more than a trillion. That might give us some leverage. But as long as yeah. we continue to negotiate in silos, nothing will come of it.
0: And uh, w- one thing, though, that the African Union is clear on, and I guess all the countries on the continent are clear on, um, and they're singing. From the same hymn sheet, and that is that Africa needs representation on the um, United Nations Security Council, permanent, being a permanent member on the South African sorry, on the United Nations Security Council. Is there room at all to negotiate for something towards that, considering that you have Russia, China, as well as the US, who are permanent members of the United Nations Security Council, to say that if we give up this, would you be willing to give us that?
1: As you have rightly put it, there is really consensus actually calls for including Africa, about uh, two members of Africa at the Security Security uh, Council. Well, I think the best bait that Africa would have on, on that particular subject would be China, mm-hmm. uh, China and probably Russia as so well. Those could help to be Africa's um, uh, of Africa's negotiators, so to say. Because when you look at it from international level itself, it would be very difficult to argue that an individual African country should be accepted to the Security Council when you have uh, countries, for example, that are more powerful than mm-hmm. Germany that are not included. Is there a way, a middle ground that could be negotiated for Africa's permanent inclusion, even maybe at a continental not at the national level? That is something that we could negotiate, but I don't see it as having any meaningful success if we are to negotiate with the United States, unless we with the uh, more progressive members of the Security Council.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Dr. Emmanuel Matambo's is a research director at the Centre for the Africa-China Studies at the University of Johannesburg. It's half past three, time for the news headlines.